0: Welcome to Podcast number Foundation Friday number 46. And today we're going to talk about a couple of things with building your roster and the things that you maybe should look for or where you want to put things together uh, with your roster. Um, And and every roster is not created equally. Uh, This is kind of a combination of experiences as a high school coach, but also at the same time... uh, you know, borrowing from college and professional ball, and and roster construction in uh, at those levels, I've always been fascinated with roster construction and how you put together the best team that you could possibly can. Uh, for a long time, I had a, a quote from Scott Pioli, who uh, worked with Belichick for the first big run through the two thousands to the, the aughts, if you will, with the Patriots. And, and he always used to tell, uh, his quote was, you're not chasing talent, you're building a team. And that always kind of stuck with me that it's not necessarily about having the most talent on a team, i.e., uh, if you take a look at what happened with the Los Angeles Clippers in the bubble, uh, it, it's about building the best team and, and having the best complementary parts. We as high school coaches are in large part hamstrung by... The talent that we have, that we are not going to go out and be able to acquire talent now, depending on where you live uh, in a in a larger place like an Omaha or a Des Moines or any sort of a bigger metro area, uh, you're gonna have kids that have the opportunity uh, to have more Uh, decisions to make as far as where they're going to go to high school and that type of thing so you may fall into that category a little bit but if you're at a smaller school you're probably not going to be in that place so but but regardless we can still take a look at how to build our roster and and what it takes and the things that you need to do to build that up i got this from bill simmons um A lot of folks know him, uh, the sports guy, uh, Bill Simmons podcast, all that other stuff. Uh, And I love his book. Uh, My favorite book of all time, and I am a book nerd beyond belief, but my favorite book of all time is The Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons. And one of the things that he talked about in the book that makes a lot of sense to me is the rule of eight and a half guys. You need about eight and a half guys on your team. Um, You have to... Uh, you, you don't want any more than that because you don't. You know, then you get into a situation where you have too many guys to play, and guys are expecting minutes. But you can't have, really have less than that because you have foul trouble, you have knickknack injuries, you have discipline situations. So around eight and a half guys is kind of the ideal place to be. I also think that, and I also think that it's really important that as you build your roster and as you put your roster together one thing that you emphasize to your team Is that as the season goes along, early in the season, your rotation is probably going to be larger than it is in the middle of the season and definitely at the end of the season. And one of the things that you need to uh, inform your team and be very crystal clear about is that as games move forward, more than likely we are going to shrink that rotation and the better players are going to play more minutes because. The games are going to get more competitive. Our execution needs to be tighter. And and our overall performance as a team needs to be tighter. Now, we as coaches understand that, and we can say that, and we can say that, and we can say that. But most players are going to have a hard time with that, and, there, and there's going to be parents that are going to have a hard time with that. If you're playing nine and a half, ten kids... Um, in December, and by the time February rolls around, you're playing seven and a half or eight. Well, there's two two and a half players that are not getting the same minutes, or not even close to the same minutes that they were getting in December. And that's hard. That's a tough pill to swallow because our kids are out because they want to play. And I I've referred to this a couple of times already. We talk about half a player, um, and I'll get into this in just a minute. But you know, a half a player is somebody that may play a lot, may play a little. Uh, in a high school game, there might be a night where they play 16 minutes, and the next night they might play four to six. And, and that's what I'm talking about with that half a player. Uh, that, that's the real flexible spot here. So what I did, this was the summer of 2012. I spent a bunch of time uh, kind of coming up with you know how to evaluate my rosters from top to bottom and, and come up with a different name. Now, it's positionless for the most part, especially with your starters, it's positionless, but it's, for me, it's a great way to evaluate my roster and, and how do I match up? How does my team match up? How do I feel about my team going into the year? All right. So we'll start at the top of the roster and we'll work our way down. Number one is got to be the Batman and that's got to be your, your alpha dog, your leader, obviously your best player. And I don't put anybody in that Batman category unless I have a player that would be a Batman on pretty much about every team that I'm going to play against. This kid needs to be at least an all first team, all conference type of player. That's that's the type of Batman that I'm talking about there. Uh, uh, you know, and I'm I'm going to use some NBA examples here, but in, and some of these are going to be pretty obvious. Uh, but you know, this is your LeBrons, this is your KDs. These are these are your Alpha Dogs, your Kawhis, uh, Giannis. These these are your these are your studs. At night in, night out, this this player is going to more than likely be the best player on the floor. Then, of course, right next to that, if there's Batman, you guys are smart. Uh, you got your Robin next to that. All right, that's your complement. That's a very, very good player that could be a Batman, but the team probably isn't going to be as good. So this is your uh, this is your second team All Conference type of kid. Um, you know, at the very at the very least. Um, that's, that's, that's where you want that kid to be at. So this is your, uh, you know, we're, we're right in this situation right now, uh, with the Lakers, you know, you got AD is, is the perfect Robin. Uh, of course the, the, uh, with LeBron, his, his great, uh, you know, when he was with Miami and D Wade was his, um, was his Robin. Of course the greatest Batman and Robin combination, probably in modern basketball history for a long stretch of time was, was Jordan and Pippen. Um, and then. Your third player needs to be what I call the third wheel of the tricycle. Uh, this is a very nice player, a very good player, uh, who, is, who is willing to give way to Batman and Robin. They realize that I'm going to be the third player here. I'm the compliment. I fill a role here that is not going to be as glamorous as Batman or Robin. Um, a great example of this is Chris Bosh and the way he fit in with LeBron and D. Wade. He figured out, it took him a little while, but he figured out that he was going to be the third guy and he was okay with it. All right. Um, then your your last two starters, you just you need solid players, solid starter number one, solid starter number two. Now you'll notice there's there hasn't been any positional attachment. Well, it's got to be a wing, it's got to be a post. No, it's just how do you rank your your group? How do you rank your team? Who is your Batman? Your best player one year maybe your your five, the next year it might be your one. So that's the way you reevaluate it, okay? And it's okay to put two players. In more than one category, especially you know there be years I you know I would felt like hey, you know I got a I got a couple robins but I don't have a Batman and and I would fill out my roster before the season feeling like that okay uh, then uh, so those are your five starters then you have a perimeter sub you have a post sub um, that, that's six and seven in whatever order your eighth player is your what what I call the X factor. Uh, very important player. They're going to play every night. This is probably one of your uh, a really versatile player. Can do a little bit of everything. Uh, a, a bulldog coming off the bench for you here. Uh, the guy that comes to mind when I think of, of an X factor is like an Andre Iguodala. Uh, just a guy that can do a little bit of everything and is and is there. Not necessarily worried about stats. Knows their role. Uh, knows that they're going to play really nice minutes. Um, but they're not going to play starters minutes, but their, their minutes are going to be valuable, uh, and, and really important to the, to the, uh, to the success of the team. Then your, your number nine here is your swing player and your swing player is, like I said, that half player. Uh, The kid that one night is going to play four minutes, the next night they're going to play, they could play 16. More than likely, it's going to be six to 10 minutes. Uh, They're going to fill their role. They're going to do their thing. Um, And that's a hard role to fill uh, because that's usually a player that's, you know, hopefully, if you've got the perfect swing player, it's a pretty nice player, Uh, just not quite up to the level of everybody else. Okay. Then uh, your 10th player, I I called that player your capable step in, Uh, you know, probably won't play a lot, but can play if needed. Uh, this is maybe a, a really mature senior or a night, not quite ready for primetime freshman or sophomore that's right on the, the precipice of playing, but not quite ready yet. If you could have that kid be your ninth, be your 10th player, your capable step in, uh, that's a perfect place for that player. And then 11 and 12, you would love to have a developing perimeter and a developing post. This is usually going to be a freshman or sophomore towards the end of the bench. They know they're not going to play any competitive minutes, but they're there, they're along for the ride, uh, they're learning uh, how to do things at the varsity level from your older players. In a high school situation, these, you know, you're your, 10, 11, 12, those are probably hopefully your three best players on your JV team if you're able to build up enough depth within your program. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about this one when you're building your roster. I also think it's important to talk about starting lineups. And one of the, you know, it's pretty easy to put out the, the first starting lineup, but what I really emphasize to my teams is the starting lineup is probably going to change. I coached for 24 years. Uh, I would say out of those 24 years, uh, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, there was maybe six or seven of those 24 years where we pretty much had the same starting lineup all the way through the season. Uh, just just didn't happen a lot. And I think that's the way it is with a lot of teams. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different reasons why lineups change throughout the year course, injuries, uh, something that's beyond our control for the most part. Uh, Players change their roles. You you see a player as a solid starter, but they're actually better suited as an X factor or vice versa. Um, Underperformance by a player or overperformance by another player um, is another reason why that may happen. Or sometimes it's just the chemistry within a group, given group. And as the season goes along, you realize that this group of players really uh, fits together better and therefore we have to do what's better for the team. I've always believed that it's really important that you communicate. And I talked about this uh, with uh, a, 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 one of the coaches I recently talked to. And I, I forgive me, it, it slips me. It was in the last two or three uh, pod, interview podcasts I did. But I always thought it was important that you, you're you really communicative with the player that you're taking out of the starting lineup because that's a blow to that kid's ego. I don't care who they are. Even if they're the most selfless kid in the world, it, it, you know, it's still a little bit of a blow. So I always tried to uh, tell a kid before we got to that point where we're going to change the starting lineup where it becomes obvious that Mary's going to play ahead of Susie, that, you know, hey, you know, Mary, this is, or Susie, this is, this is what's going to happen here. I know you started, uh, but we're going to go with Mary here on Friday night. We need you to be ready. You're going to still play. You're still going to play a lot, and um, we're we're going to need you. Um, we're going to need you this weekend. Um, so be ready to go for us. Um, and that's and I think it's important that you keep those lines of communication really, really open, and you make it. And and you owe that player that respect of letting them know that. Um, The last thing about building your roster is be a star in your role, okay? And there's only so many roles to go around, Um, so you need to, uh, whatever that may be, if if it's easy to be the Batman or the Robin, it's a lot harder being the swing player or the capable step-in, and you need to sell everybody on your team the importance of their role within the team. So communicate that, communicate that, communicate that. I can't emphasize that enough. So... Foundation Friday number 46 on building your roster. Just some ideas as you're as we're getting geared up for the season here, filling out your team and kind of where does where does that fit? How does our team fit this year? And 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 how does it compare? And 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 do we have the it's a way that you can honestly look at your roster and say, you know, this is where we probably will be at, and how we how are we going to max out? our capabilities this season so obviously if you're listening you're on itunes or soundcloud uh itunes or soundcloud uh, like rate, review give us a five-star review email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com if you have any other thoughts or questions or ideas on this concept feel free to reach out to me love talking to other coaches it helps me get better hopefully i can help some other folks get better as well uh, follow us on twitter at pen and a napkin that's a twitter handle um, been been great communicating with folks via the twitter as well so coaches again foundation friday number 46 building your roster as always let's stay safe let's pray for peace and let's be sure to hone our craft one day